0: welcome to the your own medicine podcast thank you for listening my name is callie klug and i am a yoga teacher and somatic practitioner in southern california your own medicine podcast was really created with this idea and this intention of bringing knowledge to you to access the medicine within you and within your own body so thank you for listening let's go Right. Hello, Fee. Okay. So today, today we are um, chatting about um, basically like your nervous system and business and how your nervous system, like, we're, we're obviously have to live. And a lot of us are entrepreneurs or at least do some work of some kind that helps us pay our bills. But the reality is that we live in these human bodies with mammalian nervous system. So how can we find like a sweet spot between honoring our bodies and also making enough money to pay our bills and live our life? And Fee has a huge background in this. She has a trauma-informed um, business coach and she's amazing. I've worked with her before. Fee, um, can you introduce yourself and just like tell a little bit about your background and even like
1: trainings or anything like that that you've done? Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me again. I love our chats. Um, yeah, I'm a trauma-informed business coach and be similar. Uh, I started studying trauma in 2017. I was a yoga teacher, um, in a past life and I basically started studying like trauma, the nervous system, the brain and got really like continued basically my training Um, since then I thought it was really interesting. So I always went back to it, got some more information. I think the brain is so fascinating. Um, in 2020, well, 2019, I was working full-time in the marketing industry, started doing content in like 2014. Um, and basically fast forward to 2019, I got really, really sick, uh, and had to go on medical leave from a toxic job. So long story short, I started a business. And I think I needed to, like my body's not built for nine to five. And basically I want to give my clients like a, a way to give the middle finger to like outdated business practices that box in their creativity, their expression. And I want them to redefine like what success means for them in this way that allows you to not bypass your humanity and still like make a lot of money, still have moments where they push it and have strategies built like and frameworks built in their business that fits their brains, nervous systems, lived experience life. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell and it's nuanced. So I feel like I can go on forever about it, but (laughs) that's the most like succinct way of putting it.
0: I love it. I really appreciate your, your background. And you didn't mention this, I think, but you, I love that so many certifications and courses and you have your own life experience, which is invaluable, but you recently did a trauma of money course that I've seen you talking a lot about on social. And I feel like that's a huge piece, um, especially in the world of like business um, where like I'm on Twitter to get um, UGC jobs. Otherwise I wouldn't be on there but I see like people get so like, we have so much stuff around money. And I love that you took this whole course on the trauma. It's called the trauma of money, right?
1: Yeah. So it's basically, um, it's a company based in Canada, um, but they serve worldwide. Yeah. It's a, it was a 17 week trauma of money certification. So I'm a certified facilitator and basically it, it has a lot of elements of like liberation anti capitalism and basically talks about the different ways that people where their trauma intersects with money and limits them from i mean the way that i see it is like limiting people for from asking for money not feeling worthy feeling like they um are selfish because they want to have enough money to live um yeah i think capitalism is built to have the most wealth in the hands of the fewest. So I tell people, and I heard this in my program, like it is rebellion to get your bag if you are not one of those old rich white men at the top who have rigged the system in their favor, because that is literally an anti-capitalist move to spread the wealth, um, because that's not how it's set up. So I'm like, go get your bag, go get your bag. Even if you feel guilty, that's the point. <laughs> so drop that, um, which is easier said than done, of course. And yeah, you know, it, there's a lot of there's a lot to it. But it was a really interesting course, I learned so much about history, um, economics, and how it shows up in the everyday lives of my clients and myself so i've been yeah I did a lot of you, you do you go on your own journey, when you go through this course as well, so it's really, really cool I highly recommend it and just you can Google trauma of money and i'm in the directory i'm there, um, but it's it's wonderful. yeah that
0: sounds very applicable to your work and to what we're talking about today, which is nervous system regulation in business. um so. We have some notes if you want to start kind of diving into the notes feed.
1: Yeah, so basically like what I feel like we can start with. Why do we even um, fold together nervous system regulation and like building, scaling, establishing businesses? Um, And I think, you know, a good starting point is self-awareness and helps you your knowing about your nervous system or knowing what can trigger you what can activate you um what your body actually feels like because i've definitely been in offices where i worked so hard that i couldn't feel my body um so when you learn and you have um, an understanding of the nervous system you can you can feel when your body's saying stop, slow down, lean in. We got this. And it helps you respect your own boundaries. Figure out where your hard stops are. Um I that's it's always a balance of like leaning in and pulling back in business. I feel like for me, especially as someone with like a chronic illness and who has lots of different um things going on that I need to balance. So if I didn't have that awareness, it would be a lot harder for me to even distinguish, like, is this, like my body's saying to stop?
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like having a chronic illness too is like very clear, clear vocalization from the body when it's like, bitch, you have pushed me past my limits and I'm pumping the brakes or slamming on the brakes?
1: Yeah, my body tends to scream when other people, maybe it's a whisper or like a, like this volume where I'm at right now, (laughs) my body likes to screech. um, And it goes from whisper to screech really, really fast. Uh, So that can be frustrating because my ambition and my physical bandwidth are not aligned and that's just how it is I need to
0: girl I feel you
1: yeah and I feel like that's a I'm lot like, of
0: yeah I mean I even remember messaging you when I was like making bedum and I was like fee I literally forgot to eat to eat today and all I want to eat is a pudding cup but I like I'll get in these modes where I'm like wanting to just like, I have a goal and I hyperfixate and my body's like, uh, we can't do this. Like we don't have the means to do this. And my brain's like, we're doing what we're going to do it anyway. So like, you're going to get on board, but my body can't handle it. Um, and then I get sick whenever I do that
1: yeah same (laughs) this last launch that i went through was the first launch where i didn't feel like i got off the launch and i was like oh my god i don't feel like i have to nap for three days and then for the next week i did the bare minimum like under the bare minimum and i was like oh maybe i was a little a little uh, burnt out but it wasn't like a holy shit, don't talk to me i'm gonna bed rot for three days That's the first time, honestly, in this year three of business, that was the first time ever that I didn't feel that way. It's because I've changed my launch strategy and like, because I've done multiple launches and that's literally like, you're never going to find a foolproof way until you fuck around. Yeah, exactly. Um, Even if you know that you're doing it wrong at the time, like, I definitely have a voice that's like, ah, you know, like that urgency where it's like, I'm so burnt out. Well, keep going. Cause if not, you're gonna fail. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of my work too is like redefining success for people. Like, what does that mean? Can you redefine it? Who defined it for you? Like that tape in your head, who said that to you? It was. Is it really your voice that's saying that? Or was it like a family member? um systems your fourth grade teacher you know we get these messages from everywhere especially as women or people of color or whatever everybody sits at different intersectionalities but it's always it's always interesting to ask questions like whose voice is that whose idea is that whose expectations are is that and um And it's interesting to see what comes up. So a lot of times with my clients, it's about like redefining success for them. Um, Can you just make stuff and express what you really wanna say and and be like that success? And it feels as successful as like getting a client this week. Sometimes that's a yes. So it's really interesting to see how that works out.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. I know for myself, like, and we'll move into the the this flow in a moment. But I remember growing up, my dad always used to be like, you have to work hard for your money. You work hard, you work hard. Basically like underlying message, suffer. You suffer. Like I would see him come home, sit in a chair for five hours in the evening. And he was like, "I'm working for you guys." And it was like my first jobs were backbreaking, and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, Dad, it's so hard." And he's like, "Good, make that money." And so I had like money suffering basically, and pushing yourself like pushing yourself past your capacity was actually like really honorable. And I feel like a lot of people feel that, especially in America, where we like orient so much around um, work and like identity. But what I've really learned in the last couple of years is that my dream is to actually not hardly work at all or work the least amount of possible for the most amount of money. Like that's my dream, truly. But it's like, even then, even with that awareness, there's still the gap of like, of like, is that okay? You know?
1: Does that make me lazy? Like, I I think once a month I'll be like, I, you know, um, who is a James Baldwin that says, like, I don't dream of labor. I'm like, we're supposed to be tits out eating fruit. I say that to my husband. I'm like, we're supposed to be sitting in a field eating strawberries, like, <laughs> But also, it can feel good to like get in a good day of work and you feel accomplished. But yeah, it's really like, what's the path for me? Like, what's the middle ground in there? I mean, that's such Protestant work ethic, girl boss, that your dad had. Um, it really I mean, is. Yeah, my parents were immigrants, so like they literally like broke their bodies. Um, they moved with
0: morality, I think.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: I and the so, yeah. Immigrants.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you're a good person if you work hard and you don't want anything.
0: And you're abused at work. If you're abused at work and it's really hard for you, oh, you're such a good person. You're so good.
1: And also, like, if you don't want money, you're like so moral. That too. Like, Gosh,
0: I remember this yoga teacher one time. She was like, "Yeah, you know." I asked her how much it was for a studio. And I go, how much do you guys pay for teachers? Because she was like, you should work here. And she goes, she goes, you know, I actually don't even care. I just do it because I love it. And I'm like, that's nice. Um, I do like paying my rent, you know, and paying my bills and having money.
1: Having food is so great. Um, I do need it to survive, to feed this beautiful brain. Yeah, and what a privilege to say, like, I don't need to make money. But people see it as, like, the most, like, the highest moral ground. And then they, like, shit on other people for, God forbid, like, wanting to make a lot of money. And they're like, oh, well, I'm more moral because, like, I don't need to chase that. Yeah, I'm not chasing the dollars. And I'm like, well, we kind of need to chase dollars, like, unfortunately, you know? for for whatever reason we we live in a system not for whatever reason but we live in a system where like we need to like you know earn money to to live and survive so it is what it is and um you can't shame people for wanting that that's like survival Uh, (laughs) but they do though they really do and it's even more so i think it's like a gender thing too where like if women wanna like go forward and make money and other women see that sometimes like the biggest hate can be from like other women or other femme people. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there that we can pull, but um, I definitely see that if men wanna like come out the womb and like gun for a bunch of money, it's like, of course they do. Um, And it's not so much seen as like, I mean, yes and no, but I still think that there's, there's some side eye there where it's not necessarily like it's a, it's a masculine quality, I think to be like, yeah, I'm a fucking boss and I want to make a bunch of money. Um, and that can be, that can be given some side eye for sure, which, I mean, I love, I love when women want to make money. I think that's fantastic, but, um, yeah, I definitely see it in, I see women being treated differently than men in that, in that case or other like non-binary people.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I think it's actually those power dynamics in general that lead to, like, this next topic, which is um, how fight, fight, freeze, and fawn um, arise, because most of the time, these, obviously, you can be in a state, a chronic state of any of these responses, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, which are the four trauma responses or survival resources, as you put it. Or you got it from trauma of money yeah trauma of money um survival resources which are just these responses from your body that are meant to help you survive in chronic or um, acute stress situations and um, power dynamics a huge part in this and I'm almost thinking I'm gonna start on fawn we're gonna go through these responses maybe we can like go back and forth so fawning yeah really happens when there's a power dynamic like if you think about going to a job interview um, like fawning because the person has a job you want the job they have something that you want they have the power to give it to you or to take it away so that can be a trigger for these this fawning behavior that can happen which fawning is this appeavement It's when there's a social connection um, aspect to this response, and it's really just when our body clocks that the situation's not safe, and it actually clocks this person as a potential threat that needs to be appeased and also needs to make ourselves seem like we are not a threat. So it wants to, like, mitigate the threat by us appearing um, less threatening. So that's when there's a like complimenting or it might just be a general energy of like leaning forward, and like being like, oh my God, everything you're saying is so funny or um being overly friendly when you're like, I actually don't like this person or whatever. It can look different for everyone. For me, it's a lot of like laughing and um, leaning forward and like agreeing when I don't feel authentically agreeing. That's like what it looks like for me specifically. But in business, it can be, yeah, like, Oh my gosh, justifying existing. Can you go through the notes that you wrote here?
1: Yeah, so I um, I love to fawn. That's like kept me so safe for my whole life. So um, we love a fawn response. We, you know, all of these are just different ways we can, our body is like saying, this is how you survive. Um, so no shame, but yeah. The first thing that came up for me when I was thinking about fawning was going into your boss's office if you're if you've ever worked, you know, a 9 to 5 job or like whatever at an office and being like, "Sorry, I know you're really busy," um or "Hey, I just, you know, I know this is a dumb question, but" and like not just coming in or like, "Sorry," um and starting with like justifying why you're there, like your boss is there to work too, so Hi. Um, instead, being like, "Hey, do you have a moment? I have a question for you because you're my manager, and that's what your job is." Um, but that is that is what immediately comes to mind. I found so hard when I was like at this last job um, that I was I recognized afterwards these things that were done for in interest of the company or interest of the owner that I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for doing that. That was like such a favor to me. They weren't doing it for me. Like, thank you so much for saving my spot when I was um, completely immobile from like the neck down and couldn't feel myself because you needed me to come back to work. Thank you so much for saving my desk. Wow, thank you. Um, No, they just needed me to get back and do the incredible work that I was doing. Um, I mean, I can talk all day about this client meetings when I would be in meetings with like six men and me at a table for like three hours. Um
0: that power involved
1: that happens. Yeah. Try, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like six white dudes who are like 10 to 20 years older than me, and then me, and just being like, oh my God, that is so interesting. <laughs> um, I get it because they're your clients, and you don't want to be like, that was a dumb joke, but. Also, you can recognize when you're like, oh, that was, that's a good point. Or when you're like "Ah." Um, So the energy is really different and it is so exhausting energetically to fawn constantly that you feel drained afterwards. Um, Yeah, and also with a lot of entrepreneurs, like justifying existing, like, oh, sorry, like people have a fear of taking up space. So sorry that my business exists. I made a post once that was like, God forbid you ask for money in a business where you're supposed to make money because that's what a business is. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Or like, God forbid you, you know, justifying like having to ask for money like that yoga teacher comes to mind where a lot of yoga teachers uh, have this. Oh, well, I should just do it because it's a moral thing or everybody should do yoga or everybody should have access. The sex, uh, accessibility piece fucks people up. I'm like, you know what? If they want free yoga, they can YouTube it, girl. You don't have to give that away for free. Um, that doesn't have to be you. Like they can go do a YouTube video if they want free yoga. If they wanna pay for it, they can come to you. And how much free content do we put out? That's absolutely free. You can do a million things like through my business. That's free. If you wanna work deeper, it's going to cost money so i'm not apologizing for my prices (laughs) and i don't think anybody else should
0: no i was just talking to a friend about this too who has her own business and someone she gave them a list of services they said i want to work with you one-on-one (laughs) services she chose the most expensive one and then she said you know i actually think that's too much and my friend was like Cost what it costs you know you can choose a different one I just yeah um I feel like creatives and entrepreneurs come hard against that um often and fawning is definitely if you are a fawner I'm a fawner that's like like you said like, I'm so good at fawning my body loves fawning um and it's something that comes really natural to me. And when I first started working and people, that's kind of expensive, I was like, hey, no problem. Um, One thing I wrote down are actually two things. One is not taking up space. So similar to your point on like, sorry for existing, um, is like literally, I think freeze is quite coupled with fawn. And in both of those responses, like you want to just appear the least threatening and basically invisible because it's safe to do so. And so um, when you're feeling, when your body's in that state, being seen, whether it be like having a podcast or being on social media or like being witnessed in any capacity can feel really dysregulating and overwhelming for your body. So. That's another way it could show up. And then also I wrote down serving because I was a server for five years in restaurants. And let me tell you, sir, fawning gets so rewarded. Like we had some people in our villains program too that were um, servers and they were like, oh my God, once I stopped fawning at work, I literally like didn't even have to drink coffee in the afternoons anymore because it saved me so much energy. Because wow. like you said, fawning is so fucking like, it's so fucking energy intensive. You're basically putting on a freaking Oscar-winning performance every day.
1: Are doing a cute song of dance for to the way that we buttress up people's egos. I'm tired. I'm like, this backpack weighs too much. My back hurts, bitch. Like, <laughs> it really is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So that's one way, another way, fawning can show up. So. Cool. Yeah, I was for like 10 years, and
1: it does get rewarded, rewarded, of course.
0: Like, legitimately, Um, monetarily rewarded.
1: Totally. Um, Yeah, and I think I was going to say something else. Oh, like, as entrepreneurs, like, we are making the conscious decision to be visible. And it can be super dysregulating for people. Or they can step into the spotlight and be like, oh, I made like, you know, a few weeks of content and then they're like, boop, ghost, six months. And I'm like, did you step out of your window of tolerance again? (laughs) Let's strategize around that. Um, Because you cannot get away from being visible as a business owner. If you cannot be visible, you can't make sales. If you can't make sales, you have a hobby, not a business so you have to consciously choose it again and again and again i know yeah yeah no don't
0: say that (laughs) (laughs)
1: um yeah manu at your social team one of my uh, mentors said that and i was like drag me to hell
0: (laughs) It's, Um, it's true but it's it's direct
1: yes yeah um so not to say that like you have to be super profitable, like month three of business, cause that's not.
0: no oh, definitely. If you're listening to this and you just started a business, it does not apply to you.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: Um, in the red is normal at the
1: start. Normal. Um, but yeah, even yesterday I had a moment with my husband of all people where I was like, don't perceive me. I said that out loud and I felt so uncomfortable because my body was like back in the trauma Um, and it just it happens and then I had to like regulate and take a breath and I don't know what I did I think I just like bopped around watched some Netflix and then I felt fine but yeah I mean as as comfortable as I am being visible online when I'm in like when I'm in my bag of like I'm an entrepreneur I'm this I'm very competent and I feel confident Because of it, when I'm out in the street sometimes, and I like feel like I'm being seen too much, um, I wanna like disappear. I'm like, I want my invisibility cloak and don't perceive me, how rude. (laughs) So um, yeah, it still happens and you have to just rely on your regulation tools when that happens. because It's gonna happen again and again. Yeah, I feel that.
0: Um, let's explore freeze. Do you want to explain this response?
1: Yeah. Um, so freeze is when <clears throat> you feel like your body's kind of shut down in um, in a state of like stagnation or for me, it shows up as my body not wanting to feel because feeling or perceiving or having the experience is overwhelming, Um, a lot of dissociation. Uh, So for me and for a lot of folks, scrolling at your desk, if you've ever sat at your desk with your work on your laptop and your phone in your hand and you're like scrolling, zoning out or just staring into space, uh, that is an example of You've never done that, right? Yeah, never. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's, I think, super common. And I notice now when I'm, you know, 13 minutes into the TikTok scroll, and I'm like, Oh, girl, that's like really early. (laughs) I know, good for me. Um, And if I'm at my desk, I'm like, oh, I'm picking up my phone because I'm tired. Maybe I need to go like, get some water maybe I need to go get another cup of coffee or like just move around um because there's a reason why I picked on my phone like my brain is like oh it's too much we need to stop take a breath um yeah that's I try to be good about that during the day don't talk to me about my 11 o'clock p.m. social scroll because that. be intense i've been very good about it this last week but sometimes it's like hour three and i'm like "Oop, (laughs) maybe my eyes hurt my brain hurts too i'm going to turn off my phone and put it in the other room my god
0: i love freeze i love freeze so much i feel like the freeze response, I really, really helped me through some very uncomfortable, chronic um, spaces I was in, in my childhood and teenage years. And I just, I love freeze. And I noticed sometimes when I'm in it now, like, I'm like, thank you. I love you. I just went through that whole TikTok thing where people were like, oh, we won't go into it, but- <sighs> I love she like took me away to a safe happy place and in business for me yeah totally scrolling same um sitting I'll like sit at my desk and be like yeah I think that's really where it shows up for me too is like sitting in front of the work and knowing like I need to be mentally present for this work and I don't have capacity for that right now obviously I'm not thinking this this is just what's happening my body's like you don't have capacity to be present right now because there's too much you you have too much stress so we're just gonna take you away and, okay. and I love it and um, managing it is definitely difficult because I think freeze is one of my body's favorite responses and it comes up a lot for me because I work from home yeah you know maybe not as when you're like working alone <laughs> with your dog but, yeah, freeze is like, what do you do? What are tools that you use for freeze?
1: Today I went there's like this cute cafe downstairs. I live in an apartment, and um there's this really cute cafe. Body doubling will do it for me. So today, it was eleven thirty, and I was like, i don't feel like i've gotten enough work done and i'm starting to get stressed because it's monday afternoon basically and i don't feel like i've done enough today and i was like okay does the stress of not feeling like i'm getting anything done is that more painful than the stress of actually doing the work yes okay then i need to go get the fuck out of my apartment so i was like i'm gonna go to a cafe where if someone looks at me, I'll at least look like I'm doing work. And then I actually do it <laughs> because I'm like, it's like that I'm hyper aware of when I'm being perceived. So that actually like, I can leverage that really well to, oh my God, I'm gonna look like the most fastidious entrepreneur girly in this cafe with my little matcha tea and my little like laptop. And then guess what? I'm actually
0: put it to work for you what'd you say I so said that might be like I'm thinking out loud like that might be partly fun response because I do that too where I'm like no I want you to think I'm working but, like I, put that I, shit to work
1: I'm so good I'm working so hard
0: <laughs> I'm such a good girl like I'm so yeah. productive
1: seriously I was on honor roll did you know that you can tell um yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we love when we leverage our trauma responses to be productive, or like to do what I need to do. Um, It's about what trauma can do for you, babe. Uh, So yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like being around people sometimes and feeling the energy and hearing like the little keyboard clacks and like almost enough uh, conversation that it fades into the background as like a buzz. Gives me a little energy um, versus being unsupervised in my apartment. Ooh.
0: Yeah, I think there's something about being home in a freeze response, too, that's like next level because connected. Yeah. Whereas even just like bo- moving to a different location would be at least like more connection, more connection to other people, maybe like bringing you out of freeze. Cause I feel that too, co working really works for
1: me. Me too. It works for so many neurodivergent people. Like Thursday I have a co-working session um, that I I think I might miss because I have an appointment, but I try to jump in them when I when I can. Um so that definitely works for me. Um sometimes like grabbing my journal, if I haven't journaled yet that morning. Um I'll be like, hey, you know, even if it's just like, I don't fucking feel like writing right now, this is this thing, will like get at least tell my body or like let out some of that energy. Writing has always been a really natural way to like let out the energy, even especially if I'm like angry writing. I'm like that fugly slut or whatever. <laughs> like burn booking, yeah. that, I'll do it. Um, that's yeah. Good, so that's a
0: good segue to fight response so fight is basically um yeah burn booking um fight is, is what happens when your body determines to attack or go towards the threat in a way that you're like defending yourself attacking it um this can obviously look like getting physical but it can also look like being verbal it can look like picking fights with people on social media it can look like um it normally there's like an upward motion like I know for myself when I'm feeling fight response and as we talk about them we feel them so I'm starting to feel like this like almost like um vibrating energy moving upwards like I want to like yell I'm feeling like my arms wanting to mobilize um for me in business this I mean I really resonate with the, like making comp- combative or reactive content. I feel like I used to do that where I would like see a comment and I'd be like, Ugh, and like, be like, well, you know what? You actually didn't understand what I said and you got it wrong. Um, and now kind of like we mentioned before we started recording, I'll like put it to the side and be like, we'll come back to this. Yeah. You know? I'm
1: going to regulate first and then <laughs> yeah, the the respond with a video is is a fighting feature like truly on the fact that you can respond to a comment with a video it's like oh you know what like that is the perfect tool for making reactive content because people will say fuck shit online they really will and it's always the people with no profile picture no videos their name is like user561squid and then you're just you're just reacting and you're just you know Yeah, that like I sometimes, you know, you really feel that energy when someone's justified in it, like I see people reacting to racist comments or whatever, and that you can feel that they just said, hold my beer and they responded to it in the most like diplomatic way and applause all around, right? um good for them that they can do that i don't think i can personally i have a little bit more fight in me in that irrational way (laughs) um but i i mean that the energy really comes through so the authenticity that like authentic energy comes through which is like makes for good content but also when i'm in a fight state like i'm not that eloquent or diplomatic I will say sometimes things that don't make sense. Sometimes I'll just yell. Um, yeah. So I I know that I don't ever want to feel like I got caught with my pants down on the internet. Um, so I I will put it to the side um, often and be like, let me let me let me do a, a, like a little a little what's the what was the trend? It was like gonna We're do a. Yeah, it was like let me do a wrap around. Oh yeah, that was it. I'm going to do a wrap around and then
0: come back. Oh yeah.
1: Me. Like so um yeah, that's and that's maybe like a little bit of my perfectionism and like I need to be professional and perfect and trustworthy. A, a little bit of that. I I recognize that too. Um because I think you can be messy online, but I think I show my messiness in other ways. So And that was a process as well.
0: Yeah. A few things that came up for me when you were saying that was number one, that, that fight, um, that content that's created. Oh, it's like, there's this, um, saying that's like creating from the wound versus creating from like your heart or something. I don't know. It's like a witty, clever phrase. And it's not what I just said, but it's, I think when people are like creating from the wound, it like, honestly, I fucking love that content, like the cops content and the Karen content and the yelling content and the content that was made about me was that kind of content that was like, and it like stimulates your own fire response.
1: Those go so bad. It's captivating as hell. Like just, oh, it gets right in there like a steak, you know, like just, you feel it in your heart.
0: Um, yes. for- and that's why there's so much engagement on those because this fight is like action-based and it's like, gets people like, gur, gur, gur. like, Oh, well you think this? Well, I think this, and you said this and blah, blah, blah. and so I think it's like fights honestly really rewarded in the business world in general. Like oh. in all of these responses are equally valuable from a like survival perspective biological perspective but societally i feel like this response like i'm seeing like right now like men at a business table being like well we're not going to do this deal and like getting aggressive and i feel like this is a response that's very rewarded um and there's also such thing as healthy fight i just want to like say that because like um like being mad and like saying feeling like your boundaries have been crossed and like saying like you know actually this doesn't work for me and just being straight up like that's that's healthy fight um and there's healthy like versions of all of these um it's like a spectrum it's not like black or white healthy unhealthy it's like you know is it helpful or not but
1: really yeah i feel like some people perceive a little bit of fight um as like an attack and really the other person is just like trying to be straightforward to get clarity to like collaborate and get to an answer. Um, But these are just like people that are like very straightforward, like get in, get out kind of people. Um, And if it's somebody who is the opposite way, who like maybe fawns a lot, and they hear from somebody who's like more straightforward, they're like, oh no, I'm being attacked. And then they get like dysregulated. And I'm like, no, no, that person's just like, like really straightforward and a straight shooter and they're trying to like they're not they're being a little confrontational but that's just their nature it's not you it's them (laughs) so um yeah i see that coming up as well like in the business space and with my clients um yeah i mean people do love a fight on it's the same as like celebrity culture too like we're nosy creatures Um, it
0: It feels like uh, activation i think we're,
1: we are enamored
0: with activation. Yeah, and like sexual act, like sympathetic arousal. It like feels like all the same flavor sometimes, you know? Yeah,
1: I'm like, ooh, my adrenaline's going. I can like see, I think about the really trashy celebrity videos that we would see in like the early aughts when I was watching like Extra or like E, you know? (laughs) Um, And it would be like a celebrity, like hitting a paparazzi or something and like you can feel it in your system you're like yeah i want to fucking punch somebody because like this happened to me today and we're living through them almost um and now we have so much more of that on social it's scary but um that's what i think of i'm like oh yeah get them (laughs) like it's the same (laughs) like it's that same sort of you know, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm really, you know, projecting onto you. Um, I wish I could hit somebody with an umbrella like Britney Spears did. Like some days, you know, <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. I think. But <laughs> um, the last one is flight. So, uh, flight looks. I mean, often people say flight or fight or flight, and if fight is leaning in, then flight is is pulling back and like running away. Or um, it's sometimes also like, you know, we think about fight or flight as like going in one direction, but sometimes a uh, flight can look like a circle. Like you're just doing the same thing over and over again, and it feels productive and it feels like you're running, but really you're just like going in circles and not really getting anything done or being productive. So for me, staying really busy, over-scheduling yourself, um, being like giving yourself really long to-do lists to act like you're being productive or to do all of these other things to say, oh, I, I did so much today, but it's not actually what moves the needle. It's not actually what you need to do or the most difficult thing that you're like, oh, I don't wanna do that. I'll do these 10 other things. I'm gonna clean my room. Um, But what you need to do is send an email newsletter. (laughs) So that's how I see flight a lot um, in the entrepreneurial space. What about you?
0: I don't even know. I mean, I feel like that makes sense. I haven't really thought of flight in this context before, but what you're saying definitely makes sense. What's coming to my brain right now is like, what's the difference between flight and just being ADHD?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if like flight people are mostly neurodivergent. I feel like most entrepreneurs are neurodivergent. Uh,
0: I have to clean my room to or send this email. I was like, but I have to have a clean room to send an email. Like, duh.
1: right. All of a sudden, my pillows are like out of place and I can fix them. If not, then I'm not in a Zen space and I can't make this content. how dare oh yeah 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 yeah. but it's all like stories right i just all of it i'm like that pillow did not bother me 15 minutes ago but now that i got to this part of my to-do list where i'm like oh where i hit a snag i'm like all of a sudden
0: Okay, i know where it comes in for me i do this lovely thing that i think a lot of us do it's like a biological swing of the pendulum that happens when you come out of freeze because if you look at freeze from a like survival aspect let's like talk about animals like if an animal was like you know when like a dog grabs like a rabbit or something shakes it and the rabbit goes into shock and it like freezes but it's not dead it's just like immobility like it's in shock
1: and ready to die
0: and yeah like right at the edge and then the dog the prey um drive gets turned off in the dog because now the rabbit's not moving and then maybe it puts the rabbit down and then when the rabbit comes out of this um, free state, it's going to have a shit ton of adrenaline and um cortisol in its system to help it run away or even fight back. Sometimes they've even seen like prey animals fighting these predators. And so, what I like to do is um be in a free state on my little like you know, like 13, yeah, we'll say 13 minutes, 13 minute scroll, <laughs> no more than that ever. Wow, and then they like, come out of it, Oliver will come home, which like. Breaks the spell for me, or like I'll just come out of it and I'll be like, The house is so messy. And I like go into this sympathetic state where I'm like, cleaning and then I'm like, I have so much to do. Ah. I would yeah. say that's how I experience flight in my life and just in my business is like from waking up out of freeze. I go, Oh my god, I three hours just went by, and now I have a million things to do. And then I have all this like, Oh, sympathetic activation
1: yeah okay heard and relatable i we took an eight hour road trip like back from north carolina the other day and i came home i was passenger princess the whole time andrew decided to drive i love that for me and then i came home and i was like boom like i put laundry away and i like unpacked immediately and then i went upstairs and i like you know cleaned the counters and yep i just like he was He was, he sat down. He was like, I need to sit the fuck down. And I was like doing 20 things. I'm like, do you need these on hangers? I folded your clothes. Like I was, yeah, yeah. I'm like, make a decision right now. Um, That, yeah, yep. I totally experienced that too. It sucks when you and your partner are in completely different worlds. And Andrew's like, I just walked in (laughs) and I'm like, no, um, there's 37 things that we need to talk about right now. So I've learned to, again, do a wraparound, do, try something else. But it's hard with ADHD, cause you're like, no, I wanna do this one thing right now. Like, oh, just this one thing, I like need to do it. And it's gonna, it's gonna scratch that itch so bad. I can't do this other thing. I have to do A, I can't do B. Um, so that's how my ADHD shows up a lot too. And I have to be like, well, what if I did do that other thing? What the, like, would my apartment burn down? no Maybe. it feels like it it feels like it but it's either i, the, I will feel Ugh. like i'm falling off a cliff perhaps but i also want to have a healthy relationship so it's you know x balances yeah yeah exactly
0: um okay um let's move to the next one um how have we overcome these responses in our lives overcomes very maybe not accurate word for this after all our confessions
1: yeah i know we're like definitely not i think yeah i mean that's a good point i think we can start with like understanding that you're never gonna like like heal like oh i just check move on now i don't have trauma anymore love that um Yeah, it's Oh, you froze for a second. Let me just wait. Okay, you're back. Um, I think that understanding that you have to move with it. um, Not necessarily moving through it, but you have to move with it and understand that it's going to be it's going to come in waves. I think that I saw something on the internet the other day that was like, we don't practice like resilience be to handle the trauma. We practice resilience to handle the joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think how, how we overcome it is, uh, ambitious or just wrong. <laughs> how we, how we learn to integrate nervous system, knowledge and regulation in our lives and businesses is probably a better way of saying that, um, and the tricky part is that like how do you feel safe doing something you never have before is by doing it um i've been doing a lot of traveling this year and for a while i was like i just don't travel very much i'm just not i'm just not really built that way or i don't really travel well and i think that that's changing for me um because I did it more. So it sucks that the answer is do the thing, but the nervous system does love predictability and predictability comes with doing things multiple times so that you know the next time what to expect. So that's not an answer that a lot of people like, but it's true. Um one
0: of my coaches always says. Um, confidence lies on the other side of doing. Isn't that annoying? So annoying. So
1: rude. Hate Ew. That. Hate that.
0: Will I have to do the thing.
1: I have to be uncomfortable while doing it too. Why
0: can't I just like buy a program that makes me feel confident.
1: I'm gonna buy a program and then be like, I spent money, so I did the thing instead of actually opening the modules. <laughs> Everybody's done that. I feel like it's. What did I see? Um, I forgot what it was the other day. And I saw this word that was like two things put together. And it was like, uh, oh, that's when you like just buy something and you're like, I did it. I'm like, um, guilty. And I've seen that a bunch. Like I bought a budgeting thing the other day and I was like, oh my God, I budget now. And then, <laughs> and then eight months later, cause I bought it in January. Um, did I do it more than a month? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So but I, I'm I budget now because I spent fifty dollars on it. Yeah. Budget. Yeah, exactly. I about that? What are you gonna do? Yeah, totally. I I did th- I did it. Um, yeah, that happened so much. I wonder if I can pull up what word I wish I could give adequate credit, but I don't I don't remember. Um, who said it or what it was, but I'll think about it. Um, Yeah. How does that show up for you?
0: I think you nailed, you got the nail on the head when you said like, definitely there's no overcoming it. I feel like that's some like red pill spirituality, like new age shit. That's like, oh, you can heal. And then you just don't have issues or thing. like we, we are animals and like, we are gonna, I watch my dog and I just see like, they have no morality they have no like complications of the mind or like they're not there's no culture or societal anything imposed on them and they they feel stressed too you know like we're not gonna never feel stressed and these trauma responses and survival resources are are I think like beautiful gifts from the body to help us and can they get in the way and like quote, hold us back sometimes, yes, but I think the biggest gift that somatic psychology has given me is, like, giving myself compassion, that, like, of course you're feeling this, like, even with this whole thing with TikTok, I was, like, of course you're feeling shitty, and of course you're, you know, engaging in coping mechanisms, like, I'm not, Um, indestructible and I don't want to be like I want to be permeable and so I think that alone is huge and then on a practical level that's more like philosophy on a practical level I have like hard stop times which never I never hard stop at them but at least I like hard like stop it like helps me manage time because I like my hard stop is like 5 30 I think you <laughs> don't even know what the time was and then I'll at least have an alarm on my phone or I'm like okay now you need to start wrapping up because I used to go like literally all day if I was hyper fixated on something um keeping my mornings really gentle to like resource myself because I'm going to have stress at some point in the day whether it's like a client or a mean comment or something and I want my nervous system to be like feel resourced and supported enough that when that happens it's not it's like a blip and not like an atomic bomb
1: yeah it's not like your whole day is defined by it
0: yeah like it's like okay maybe for like five ten minutes I'm like a little perturbed but then I can like move on with my day um oh and then one thing or two is like removing expectations and no more manifesting um i used to like be very much like hardcore new age spirituality and i think like there's value in every single belief system and structure um for me it kind of like got to the point where this particular like idea of manifesting was actually like causing me a lot of shame because i think that the idea of manifesting is like you pull in what you are So if I'm not bringing in the goal of 10 people for my program, then my vibe is off. And then I was doing self-reflection and me, me, me. Oh my God, is it my trauma? Like what else do I have to heal? And that like orienting around like, how can I fix myself constantly so I can manifest better Mm -hmm. did not uh, cause me more stress. So at this point, I um, just do my best and I hope for the best in terms of like, numbers and it's good to have goals but also just like letting go of the goals because it's like you know the people you want to do the best you can and then also at the end of the day just like clock it as a success like especially as entrepreneurs like our failures are super essential to our business and our process
1: yeah I think I don't want to be like Your failing is a learning experience, but it is. Like, (laughs) it is. It sucks, but it is. Um, If everything went perfectly, I don't think that I would learn as much because I wouldn't know what not to do next time. Um, But yeah.
0: I just had a little moment or like something clicked for me when you said that. I have this client that, um, I do UGC, so I do marketing for companies. And she just came to me and she said that this one, Agency that she was working with was like, had like taken this product and made it like six figures by running ads, or whatever. And he, but it, what he was doing for her company was terrible. And I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. And I have a feeling that he struck gold with that first company and it just clicked because he does not know marketing. He doesn't know what he's doing. He didn't fail a bunch of times. You know what I mean? And I think that's why he's just not good at marketing in general. Like he did good at this one specific thing, but really failing multiple times is like, it's really good for you. I know that's so annoying to hear, but.
1: I know. I know. Yeah. That sucks ass to hear. Um, People who go, side note, people who go viral on social media and then they're like, oh my God, I'm a social media expert. I'm like, no, you're not it could have been so many different factors it could have been that you started doing reels in like August of 2020 when they first came out and you blew up because that's what Instagram wanted and for you to be like this one thing happened to me and now I'm an expert in this field absolutely not so that is that I feel like you're describing that sort of thing that I see often um and people who go who blow up really fast, not that it can't happen because it can. And I've seen people who are excellent at what they do blow up. And oftentimes, they're an anomaly because three, four, five years down the line is when I really hit a pace um, with business. So I see that too, a lot where it's like, I went from zero to six figures in four weeks, let me teach you how to do it with my four step formula. I feel
0: like that's not replicatable like if you struck gold that fast I like respectfully oh my god good for you happy for you roses 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 and also like don't sell me a formula because that's likely not replicatable
1: yeah unless you have like 20 years in the industry or something and like exactly you've seen you've gotten enough data in your professional life to see what works what doesn't how to adjust because you can have frameworks. I love a framework. I'm like super analytical. And then I also need wiggle room to make it work for me because I cannot work like other people. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's a larger conversation, but for me. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. How
0: have you helped other people on this?
1: Um, so I wrote bigger ways of seeing yourself, which is so like vague and business coachy of me, but it really like this showed up a lot in my one on ones last week when I I told people like you have to kind of think bigger like we talked about. Okay, what would your dream business look like, and they have these ideas they're like Oh, okay, so I'm going to do this, this and this, that would be my perfect thing and I'm like okay. Let's work backwards and see like you're already seeing yourself in this bigger way, but then when it comes to, okay, let's take action, you shrink again. So committing to bigger ways of seeing yourself because part of you knows that it's possible for you or that you want it, even if it's a big dream. Um, and knowing that you have your own back and that you can clean up your own messes when something doesn't go right is so key. Um because things aren't going to be perfect (laughs) ever. Um, And know that you can like lick your wounds, get back on the horse is huge. Uh, Yeah, yeah, resourcing, getting support, it's huge. Um, And I also tell my clients that like, you can have smaller conversations and take smaller bites um, and have smaller like little blips of conversation when sharing content or whatever, because people get really overwhelmed. They're like, oh, I have to like do this. I have to, you know, get in there and like have this new whole conversation about like this industry. And I'm like, you don't, you can say like one sentence, not everything needs to be deeper earth shattering. And sometimes that takes the pressure off you so much. It could be like something that you said offhand to to in a text message that really resonates with you. And like, that could be what you share online. It could change somebody's day and it doesn't need to be like the most profound thing. Um yeah, that that I think resonates with people a lot. Like don't you don't have to change somebody's world with every single post or every single email or whatever.
0: That's great. Yeah. That really hits for me too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I say it all the time.
0: So good. It's like I started using TikTok as a garbage pin (laughs) and I start just making, cranking out videos, like looking raggedy and like, just literally just being like, oh, I have this thought and just, and they went so viral when I was doing that. And I was like, for me, it's like, you just never know what is cool inside of your brain that you're just desensitized to.
1: Yeah. Or you overthink it or you like overanalyze it. Put it out. Use yeah. I think I said once, like make Instagram your diaper again, and like make make TikTok your garbage bin again. Like (laughs) just dump your thoughts in there, and because that's the shit that goes viral. It's which is infuriating, right? It's the most like offhanded thing that people just go with, and I think it's because the app is set up to be casual, and not polished and not overwrought. So that's yeah, I'm not surprised that those are the ones that went viral.
0: Mm Yeah. Um I'd say like one way that I help people, I just created this um program. Well it's not really a program. It's like a workshop. It's called Embodied Entrepreneurship and it's specifically for fawning in business because I I make reels or any kind of video on fawning I'd be like where in your life do you see this the most and people were like um at work I can't just tell my boss to fuck off like I want to pay rent and I feel like that whole idea of like fawning at work it's like such a nuanced topic where it's like yeah I can give you practices to fawn less at work like I have them you can look on my social media but when is that appropriate and when is maybe fawning super valuable and when is you know how do you practically set a boundary at work without getting fired and like all these things and so i made this workshop on it and i'm selling the recording now but it's really just like people pleasing in business how can you exist in a business space whether it's entrepreneurship or your 9 to 5 or you're serving in a way that feels good for you um and lets you take home money.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. How can you still make money and not feel like you need three cups of coffee at 3 p.m. because you've been laughing at stupid jokes that aren't funny? Ugh, I hate doing that. I do, And I do it be- before I even realize I'm doing it, you know? It's like a go-to and then I need to catch myself and do something different constantly. Right. The programming is so real, um, yeah. Wonderful. What do you want? Yeah, um, I'm doing one on one. Well, it depends on if I have a full like roster or not. Right now, I don't, and I have spots open for one on one coaching. But um, usually, you know, I can have a conversation with someone and at least tell them if I am like full or sold out when I can like get them in. Um, and then I have. I will probably be running my group coaching program, Healthy Biz, maybe in the fall. Don't quote me on that, but fall, winter, probably again, um, which is like establishing sales marketing content. Um, I love group coaching. I think it's so fun because people learn from each other and they, I think it's really, really uh, a good opportunity to see, like, pull back the curtain and see behind the scenes in other people's businesses and to be able to have a space to be like, oh, that thing's super failed. I didn't sell anything. And like people don't say that necessarily on like public platforms, but when you're in a group coaching, like people will let it out and it normalizes so much. So I love group coaching for many reasons. Um, and then one-on-one like three and six month trauma informed coaching is what like my bread and butter is. Um, yeah, that's like what, that's, what's going on right now for me.
0: Are you still offering your ninety-minute intensives?
1: Yep, ninety-minute intensives. Um, we can cover like one to two topics for business, um, but we will we'll like go. I love ninety-minute intensives too, and usually around like forty-five minutes, I'll do like a like a three-minute break so people can like get up, take a take a breath. <laughs> it helps like regulate the nervous system, and then we'll just like get it done it is like a sprint it is there's a reason why i called it intensive because before they were two hours and it was like oh it was too much yeah and it was too much i like pulled back because i was like 90 minutes is actually so much better for the nervous system um so yeah i love doing that too i just had one thursday that i really really liked to do with the photographer so yeah those are those are the three things
0: cool yeah That's, I, I super recommend working with Fee. I've worked with her and she's amazing. Um, I also do 90 minute sessions, which I'm just remembering now as we're saying, (laughs) um, but it's a, they're a mixture of workshop and also like one-on-one somatic session. Um, I really like doing things that are educational because I think the education aspect is huge with the, the shaming and also just like self-compassion and all these things, understanding that these are natural functions and we don't need really like beat ourselves up. So it's kind of like that. And then we also do one-on-one parts work and somatic, um, any kind of somatic therapy that I feel is appropriate for the situation and, and your goals. So I also offer those as well. And um, you should work with both of us because we're both amazing and um, we know what we're talking about.
1: <laughs> yes. And I did your venom program, which was so Awesome. I had some crazy meditations. I I don't know if you remember me being like, whoa. I was like, you know, I was a kid and it was just wonderful. Yeah, somatics are, there. there is a language in the body that sometimes words can't speak and it's just like movement and knowing. And that's what somatics taps into. And it's so, so nurturing. And like, uh, it really does peel back the layers of, of the onion. So it's wonderful. It's a wonderful modality.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for joining me, Fee. Any last thoughts?
1: Um, just you know, figure out your figure out like two to three like go to resources. You know, it can be scrolling TikTok mindlessly, <laughs> um, within reason. It can be you know getting a little treat. It can be you know taking an extra like I've been doing one extra like a couple extra blocks with my dog when I walk. Um, just to get a couple more like moments of being outside, um, they'd ha- they can be really, keep it small. I think it's like a good takeaway. Just keep it small. You don't need to do earth shattering things.
0: I love that. Yeah. Amen to that. Um, I think that's great. A great final thought. Yeah. Keeping it small. It, that's the whole idea of somatics too, is like integration. You don't have to do crazy shit just realizing wow my body's kind of stiff I think I'll get up and walk around for a minute
1: totally yeah thank you for joining me Fee thank you for having me it was wonderful like always that's all for today for
0: the your own medicine podcast thank you so much for listening uh, these episodes do come out pretty sporadically, so if you'd like to be notified each time a new episode comes out, please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can always follow my journey along, which I always post when a new episode comes out on my social media, TikTok and Instagram, at Kelly Kluge Yoga. And feel free to keep in touch. You can also check out my website at caliclugayoga.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.